everyone, welcome to another episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm Jason. And today we're going to talk about War of the Planet of the Apes, a sequel to Curious George. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty much the third film in the Planet of the Apes trilogy, Uh, and it's been an actual amazing trilogy, to tell you the truth. I mean, this is a trilogy I really, really liked because every single film was great. You know, yeah, dating back to the first one, and I actually haven't seen the first film in like years, but um, that was one with James Franco, right? Yeah, that was one I think that came out in 2012, 11. I'll have to do my research on that. Well, one like of those that, years, yeah. yeah. And it all takes place in San Francisco, kind of where the whole story began. Uh, story where like Caesar, you see him as like you know, a small chimp, and that kind of covers his entire life going from the time that he was being trained and being uh, protected and cared for by James Franco and his dad. And then finally, you know, the big outcome that happened at the end of the film, the whole big, you know, uh, Golden Gate Bridge fight. Every that single, was cool. It, yeah, you know, it's funny. I always, every time I drive across the Golden Gate Bridge, I'm like, you know, this one, that one time when the apes were on this bridge and they were kind of starting a war. I remember when Magneto actually lifted it up and kind of tossed it over. And no, the media doesn't talk about that anymore, but that happened, you know. Yeah, that I was know. real. We, those weren't just movies. And when the kaiju kind of were fighting around. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no one talks about these things. It's all, it's all, they're just, they're filling our heads with fake news. A bunch of fake news. So what did you, uh, <clears throat> you, you liked the first film, right? I loved all three of them. Um, I felt like the first one was a bit of a, obviously it was a bit of a pilot. Um, but it was, it was a good stepping stone. It, it set the tone for the next two movies. Um, it was different. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, a little realistic, although like some of the acting from the humans were a little cheesy, but I, uh, I loved it when I first saw it. I thought it was great. Um, the CGI for the monkeys was like amazing. Oh, it just got like, better and better. Like I don't know. I feel like Every CGI film. in Marvel films is worse <laughs> than this. Like they they put like I'm sure most of the budget for the new Planet of the Apes movies goes towards like the CGI and making the apes look as real as possible. Um, but yeah, the all three of these movies have good character development. Um, speaking mostly for the chimps, the humans not so much, but the chimps have great character development, which is good. Um, and. Uh, Andy Serkis's, I guess, physical performance as Caesar is spot on. He's a great, um, I guess, mocap actor. Yeah, it's like he's the guy to go to every yeah. single time a movie. He's like, we need a really good motion capture guy. And then they, I would think Andy Serkis would be on the top of their list. I yeah. mean, he's done. He did the King Kong um, mocap. For, oh, back in 2004 Yeah, Peter Jackson's King whatever. Kong. Yeah. Um, you know, he did Gollum, obviously. Uh, am I missing anyone else? Because... No, I think... And then I think these... Eight movies. I think that's it. Really? He's done, like, obviously he's been doing live action stuff more, and he's going to be the new villain in Black Panther. Uh, uh, yeah, The Claw. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember his full name, but he's actually a villain called The Claw. And it's funny now because since, spoilers, if none of you have seen uh, Age of Ultron, Avengers, he gets his arm chopped off by Ultron. And, you know, I think he probably gets some kind of mechanical thing put on there. Yeah, I assume so, because, like, they just did the classic, like, oh, my arm's removed, and then he escapes. I'll get you next time, Avengers, and he's going to come back with a big mechanical arm that's going to probably look yeah, stupid. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I mean, um, back to the apes really quick. We're going to be covering the apes for a little yeah. while. Um, pretty much, I really enjoyed the first film as well. I've seen it probably what did twice. you What did you like about it, and what did you hate about it, the first apes movie? 
I guess this well, goes for I all three. We'll do a is, recap of all yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well just until we get to the, the third one. Um, well, the first film, to me, I really liked it because the story was great. The yeah. storytelling was really good. You know, it um, really focused on, like, upbringing and, you know, taking care of, like, an animal or, you know, just a story of love between a man and his and his animal. As <laughs> <laughs> gross as that might sound. Um but it, I thought it was great because, you know, we had like, you know, a bit, uh, James Franco is still kind of a pretty big actor right now. So for me, seeing him in that role was a little weird because I always see James Franco as this absurd, dirty motherfucking. Like, He's a weird actor. He, <laughs> he always like, OK, to me in the Spider-Man movies, he felt fine. He felt like I'm like, hey, it's a person who's acting and he's doing it well. But then, like, I guess now that I know him from. Like, you know, Pineapple Express and all these Judd Apatow films. It's really weird to see him play, like, a serious role. But I feel like back when that movie came out, they probably didn't think anyone was going to want to see it. So they're like, who, who do people like and who's maybe cheap? <laughs> hey, yeah. let's let's call James Franco. He, he'll he do serious acting yeah. every now and again. Uh, John uh, Lithgow. No, shit, not John. Yes, John Lithgow's in it, but uh, David Oyelowo, um, okay. the guy who played uh, Martin Luther King in that Selma movie. He's in it. Oh, yeah, he was the guy who was... Uh, Helping him research yeah, the whole. Yeah, he, he's the one who. He's the one who like runs that huge company, that Genesis company, whatever. Where it's they're called. testing on monkeys, I guess they were uh, working on some kind of virus. They were working on, a, I guess, like they that. called it a virus, but I, I feel like it's more of like a vaccine. They were working on like a like a vaccine for. Uh, That's like, right, uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, because he tested it on his dad. Yeah, he so tested James it. Franco the first tested time. on his dad, and it was it worked. Yeah, for like the longest time, and then after a while, um, it started declining because there was a scene where. Uh, he uh, gets out of his house and he uh, gets in a car, but he thinks it's his car, but it's his neighbor's car. It's like car. that, like douchebag. And he's neighbor. got this. They have a douchebag neighbor who pretty much um, who looks like Quentin Tarantino. I swear I to God, that, that actor looks, looks like, like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> but uh, he wasn't nice to Caesar because Caesar was just about playing, and he just wanted. He was. Yeah. He was, guy was curious. Uptight. A curious monkey. A curious. A, George. a, a curious. He was George. A curious George. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, he uh, gets in this guy's car, uh, and he's kind of like. Um, parked like in between two other cars yeah. so he's parallel parked and he, he's starting the car but he's crashing the first the car in front of him and the car in back of him and the guy comes out and he's screaming just get the hell out of my car and then caesar comes in you know and uh he's trying to protect him like like you know i'm protecting my master and the guy i think he bit the guy's finger off or something like that or he bit it yeah i don't remember if he bit it off I th but i think it was like yeah he bit the guy's finger and uh everyone he, got spooked yeah and, and then he had to, they had to put him in like a, a home for chimps in um in san francisco somewhere home by uh home by like malfoy works there malfoy and and uh, uh striker. striker yeah <laughs> that's a weird combination yeah, yeah i know that was weird that was like another thing it's just like malfoy's in the movie uh, uh, Tom Felton. That's yeah. his, his real name. Tom Felton's in the movie, and like that also felt like all the all the humans in this movie, except for maybe like John Lithgow and uh, James Franco, they all felt very two dimensional. It's like, all right, you're gonna play like the the super the nice good person, and you're gonna play the bad guy. Um, Stryker, who's I don't know who plays, I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who plays William Stryker, he his acting was decent. He didn't his character didn't. He's seem a good actor in general. Two dimensional, you know? yeah. But like, yeah, Tom Felton and Quentin Tarantino, or whoever the hell that was, like they all and and David Oyelowo's character, they all felt very two dimensional and just mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, I'm yeah. evil and you're good. Yeah, Tom Felton was like pretty much like the asshole, like you know, beating the apes and like yeah, he he was Malfoy him. but American. Yeah, exactly. Without, without a wand, it Instead was just of a weird. Wand, it was weird because you saw him in the in the Harry Potter films and then you see him in this and it's just it's it's like was this guy born to be an asshole? 
and it's funny now because he's on the flash and he plays like this uh like professor or whatever i can't remember and from what i saw he's also an asshole yeah he's also an asshole yeah. too yeah. Typecast, um, whatever yeah the I, the girlfriend in the film though the she was in um slumdog millionaire i never saw that movie was that good it's good real good yeah it took me a while to get into it but um it's i think it's a good movie. a friend of mine loves it yeah it's a great he's movie. like it's great so yeah and the whole scene happens where like you know he's kept at that zoo or whatever the detention center for all the apes or mm-hmm. whatnot and uh he's like the only smart one of all of them because i guess he was born uh between like a breeding of his mother and they were using the virus on his mother yeah they used that they tested the vaccine on his mom and then she had him and so he was born i guess with the vaccine like in his genetics and then he was probably i'm assuming smarter than his mom was he's basically like a person yeah he basically has the cognitive abilities and the uh, mental capacity of a human being exactly Um, yeah yeah. So I think uh, Koba too is like the the bad ape, yeah. not the bad ape from the the new one. But we'll get into that. But yeah. actually, I think they also tested on him too, like the vaccine or whatever. Yeah. They well, what ended up happening is they tested it on him, and then uh, at one point you see, um, I think they tested on all the chimps in the uh, facility, and then at one point you know Caesar is in. Uh, chimp jail, whatever, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's in the monkey jail, and then he. Uh, goes to his old house where james franco lives and he steals the new improved vaccine yeah and then he just like obviously he floods the entire uh facility the the chimp jail with the vaccine then all the chimps wake up and they're feeling uh they're feeling woke lack of a better word but yeah and that's the vaccine that ended up actually being bad for humans because what is it at one point um there's a character from the lab who accidentally his mask comes off when they're uh, gassing. Yeah, Koba. he like, uh, <clears throat> like inhales some of the yeah. vaccine. And so that guy gets sick and then and he he's looking for James Franco and then he sneezes on Quentin Tarantino. And then at the very end of the movie, Quentin Tarantino goes in to uh, he's it turns out he's like a pilot. And then you see him in an airport and then, you know, it's implied that the virus spread through the airport and that everyone's flying all over the world and then blah, blah, blah. And one after another, a big, a big, yeah. The name of the, the name of the virus is the ALZ dash one, one, three virus, the simian virus, the simian flu. flu. Yeah. So the the end of the film goes with, uh, you know, Caesar, uh, breaks out all the other apes. They even go to the San Francisco zoo and they break out all Uh, all all those other apes apes too. And then they have a whole thing where they're, um, trying to get over the golden gate bridge and you know, the police military are bar- uh, they barricade it cause they don't want them to get over cause they're thinking mm. all these apes are just um, like they're killers or something. Yeah. I don't they know. didn't they know did... at the time about the virus. Yeah. So there was a lot of cool shots in that scene where they're up at the very top of the bridge, you know, up in like the fog and whatnot. And I thought that was really cool. And um, also, you know, them riding on horses. I think that was like the first time you see them actually riding horses through. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I, I remember like watching that and I was just like, ooh, I'm having a fan moment because yeah. I've seen the old Planet of the Apes yeah. where they all ride horses and they have like an established government. Yeah. So then they finally escape into, I, I think it's the Redwoods. Uh, Yeah, some sort of like, I think near like woods fort, or yeah, something like up, that. Yeah. Up here past the Golden Gate and Marin area. Marin yeah. County. So that's where they hide out and that's how that film ends. So then basically they find a place to stay. Yeah. And then you see at the end of the film, like during the credits, like how the virus is just like spreading all over yeah. the world. So yeah, that was uh that was a uh, Dawn. Uh no, that was Rise, Rise. of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. And okay. then the sequel was Dawn. Dawn of the Apes. Dawn of the Apes, yeah. So what did you uh, think of the sequel? Did the you think sequel, it was any better than Rise? Yeah, I thought it was much better. I thought it was better because the human characters were developed a lot better. 
Um, the tone was like even darker, but it didn't feel uh, forced. You know? Yeah, yeah. Jason Clark, who uh, I the last movie I actually saw him in was uh, the Terminator, the new uh, Genesis. Oh yeah, he played John Connor. God, fuck that movie. Uh, you know, you had uh, Gary Oldman. Was yeah. In too. Uh, Carrie Russell. That kid who played the new Nightcrawler, he was in it. I think his name is Cody Smith McPhee or something. But yeah, is that his name? Yeah, he played the new Nightcrawler. But um, yeah, it it kind of like takes off like probably a few months or so, maybe like a year. Ten years. Ten years. Yeah, after. they're in the beginning. You see all the chimps talking, and, and uh, you you know you're seeing they're basically like they're teaching school. They're teaching like letters and whatnot yeah. to all the chimps. And um, you hear someone say say it's been ten winters since oh. the breakout. And oh, wow. so, yeah, yeah, it's assuming it's like, I mean, 10 years. Um, yeah, that was great. And that was, and that one opens with like, they're all hunting. And then uh, it cuts to like humans, Jason Clark and all his crew hunting. And then like they see, uh, or maybe they're hiking. I think they're hiking. No, they're hiking because they wanted to, they lived in the city with all the other survivors and they wanted to get power. Yeah. To the city. So yeah. they said, there's this dam up here. And we can get power if we can make it like we can get it to work. Yeah. But Caesar and all his and then they ran work. into Caesar and everyone. So he's not he's the only one right now that can still speak. I don't think the other ones can uh, speak. Koba yet. talked. Koba was Koba talking. talked a little bit, but, but yeah. it's him and Caesar. I think the other ones just all use like sign language. Yeah. So they pretty much were just all talking between each other with like sign language and you know, and Caesar. If, even if he talked, they would know what he's what he's saying. Yeah. So. Um, it started with them, and then he the, he had to learn to trust with them because they're like, look, we're not bad. We're not here to kill you. We're just here to get power for for us, you know, because we mm-hmm. we need to live just like you guys. So they come to uh, agreement that they could work up there, but at the same time, some of the people in the 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 group are not really like. There was a bad guy who looked like Toby Kebbell. Do you remember that? He was the dude who ended up bringing the shotgun, and he almost oh, he was hurt bald Caesar's guy or baby. Yeah. yeah, like he. He looked like Toby Kebbell, like an older Toby Kebbell. And I got really confused. I was like, what? Is that Toby Kebbell? I thought Toby Kebbell was cool, but what's going on? Then I like looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah. there's some guy who looks like him. Yeah, no, that that was basically the guy that ended up ruining everything. And then uh, Human Kebbell and... <laughs> human Kebbell. Human Kebbell and Chimp Kebbell are both, uh, I guess, the um, the bad guys in the species group. Exactly. And then, like, you know, what is it? That guy brought a shotgun, even though Caesar said no weapons. And then at one point, they find uh, the weapon... They find the guy's shotgun, so Caesar's like, we're done. We're not working with you guys. You can't work on this damn. Get the fuck out of here. And then, of course, the humans get mad, and so they're thinking about maybe... So they kick him know. off the team, yeah. and then they come back to Caesar and like, look, he wasn't... He, we didn't had no idea he had weapons on us. Yeah. Uh, we, he, we didn't know exactly what his intentions were, so please let us get this done. And Caesar, being such a nice guy, he's like, all right, you guys... I can- thought after that, Caesar was just like, we're done. Like No, he still let them work there. And then, oh yeah, because remember right. they were no, at yeah. the gas yeah, station yeah, 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 and yeah. they were starting to play music and yeah. and uh, Maurice uh, Rangatang, yeah, big Rangatang. Actually, he's probably one of my favorite characters in the whole entire series. Do you know he's played by a woman? No. Yeah, her name is uh, Karen Conaval. Conaval. Oh, I couldn't pinpoint any like specific so, big film yeah, she's ever So yeah, pretty much she in, is, uh, yeah. or Maurice is uh, Caesar's advisor. Yeah. That's what he is to him. Um, he was befriending. Uh, I'm just gonna call him Nightcrawler because I don't want to say his yeah, name. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. So it was like a, a human understanding between apes and humans. Like, hey, you know, we don't hate you guys, you know, but we're just trying to survive. It's all about survival. Like, can we just coexist? You know, we're not here to hurt you, but, but you know, if you push us the wrong way, we'll retaliate. You know, yeah. and that's what kind of happened. So you know, Koba said, "I ain't liking Caesar." 
being friends with the humans. Yeah, and Koba had a history of being tortured. By yeah, humans. he hated yeah, it, and, and I he had a huge it. scar in his eye, and he even he points to it at one point. And he's like, "Human work." Points at a scar in his arm. Human work. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that was awesome scene, but um. Yeah, like that's that's like another thing is like they they have you understand Koba's motivation. He's like you know once again he's a villain who has uh, understandable motivation because you know he all he's ever known of humans was hate and pain. Yeah, they just fucking abused him. Yeah, and so he's like, I don't want to work with these people. I don't want to work. I don't want to coexist with them because they're evil. Yeah. Exactly. And so, he, his hate consumed him, which is a theme in the next movie. And we'll get to that. Yeah. In, so he, in a bit. he has a couple followers with him. He devises a plan to set up to make it seem like the humans killed Caesar because yeah. he shoots Caesar. Caesar falls off a cliff and everyone thinks Caesar's dead. So now Koba's like, I'm in charge. So he's like, I'm going to take, uh, you know, what I'm going to do is we're going to go against the humans. So he devises a plan to uh, capture all the humans and just take over like the area that they're living in. Uh, which I think was still, yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, they were living actually in the heart of San Francisco, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, um, like Gary Ullman's character, he wasn't a bad guy. I guess he was like the, the head speaker of everyone that was living in that. Yeah, he was, I guess you could say, their their leader, their their mayor of sorts. Yeah. He, was he wasn't a bad guy. He was just, he, he wanted to get things working. He wanted to make sure that, you know, we had power, we had weapons, and I mean, it's part of human like civilization, like how, we, how are we going to survive? We should also mention that... Uh, Basically, all the humans that survived were the people who were immune to the simian flu. Oh, they were. Yeah, that's how that's how they all survived. Is because what is it? I think uh, Gary Oldman lost his like one of his kids to it, and then uh, Jason Clark lost his wife to it, and like a lot of people lost loved ones to it, but they ended up being immune to it. Um, that I mean, like yeah, there's basically only a handful of people left on the planet, uh, a handful yeah. in the grand scheme of seven billion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in in a nutshell, it's like you know. Koba kind of like betrays Caesar, shoots him, tells the other apes this was a human that did it. Now I'm the leader. So then he obviously does a plan where, like I said earlier, to to capture all the humans and make them pay. And no one really knows that Caesar's alive. And then later on he shows up and um, they're like, oh, he's alive again. Like, well, he didn't die, but he yeah. – he had to recuperate, so the, um, the people that were actually part of the, I would say the damn crew, who were the nice ones, they they take care of him, and they take him back to his old house, and you kind of see a little bit of a flashback of him and James Franco, and then his son, uh, Caesar's son, you know, didn't know that his dad was alive either, so then he finds out, and then they're devising a plan to go against Koba, have a big fight at the end uh, between Koba and Caesar, um, pretty much like two apes enter, one ape leaves. <laughs> Yeah, uh, though that was the fight that um, the fight with the humans and and the apes is actually what you know basically created the third movie. Is yeah, because they were in touch with the army. They finally they got power working, so they got their radio working, and they were in touch with the army, being like, "Hey, you know, we got we're survivors. Blah blah blah. Let's get in touch. Let's try to you know, uh, I guess reestablish humanity." And so when Gary Oldman and Koba were fighting, uh, I think like Gary Oldman radioed them like, yeah, we're under attack. The chimps are attacking us. Yeah. And so the army, whoever they were in contact with, were like, okay, um, apes are bad. We got to kill them. And so that's what leads to the third movie. Oh, yeah. And in this fight between Koba and Caesar, uh, Koba loses. Caesar kills Koba. So, yeah, he uh, and pretty then, much drops him. Yeah. Because he's like, he said something like, ape does not kill other ape. And then I think he Caesar's said, like, you are not ape. You are not ape. And then, drops and then just him. fucking kicks him. Yeah. Do you remember the scene at the end of the, um, of the first movie where, um, 
David Oyelowo's characters in the helicopter and Koba kicks the helicopter off the bridge. Yeah. That was like the, like the same thing happened, but they were in that tower and uh, like, you know, he, I think he has Koba by the arm and then he just drops Koba. It's exactly. kind of like that same thing. It was, you know, like they were both at the mercy of whoever was on top. Yeah, that, it was exactly. Like, it was like a poetry, you know, it, see it rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, I think, I think the second film ends with the radio in the military and then Caesar knows what's coming on. So he tells all the other survivors, like the people who um, were helping him and whatnot, like you got to get out of here. You know, military it's going to be come. a fucking all out war zone. Like, it's going to be a war and we're going to stand our ground. We're not leaving. We're not taking off. And then that leads us into uh war of the planet of the apes, which actually we just saw last night, which is the main theme of this fucking podcast. We just had to cover the other ones because you know, we can't just go, Oh, right, war of the planet of the apes. Um, so yeah, here we go. You need it's it's no, a third it's, of it's, film. It's nice to it's nice to recap and talk about everything. It's a third in a, in a film series, and honestly, it's one of my favorite trilogies. Now seeing the film last night, it is. It's yeah. because it's I like, love it. Usually, like a trilogy, like the first two are good, and the third one is always the one that sucks. And this, you didn't. I wouldn't have thought this one had sucked, and it didn't. But it's like I'm so glad it didn't suck, because you know. It has that. There's like a curse with films sometimes. They're always the, the yeah. It's like the first movie is like it feels good. It's honest. It's tame, and then the second movie is always the one that like is better because they gave the writers more creative control and they put more money into it. And then the third movie is always the worst because the producers get involved and they just fuck it up. Usually that's how it yeah. goes in trilogies, uh, at least in modern trilogies. Yeah. Um, but no, this was. Uh, I think it was on the same caliber as the second movie in terms of how good no, it was. No, yeah, it was. It still it had twists and turns and that the, the scene in the beginning where like uh Oh yeah, where it's spoilers. By the oh way. yeah, spoiler. Fucking spoiler alert, you fucks. <laughs> yeah, so um so yeah, the this this new one opens with uh we're at Caesar's lair and uh we were following soldiers uh basically uh getting ready to I don't know how many raid. how much time has passed. I think it was a few months. No, it no, it was a couple years. It was a couple years. It said that in the little. I'm intro. always getting my time mixed up. I thought it was a couple months. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, they because, were fighting for like two years. It was like an ongoing war. Well, I don't know because years. Caesar had the elder son in the second one, yeah. right? And then he had a little. Uh, little he had the baby, and at this point, his baby, baby Cornelius was, like, was. He was like a kid at this point. Cornelius was like a small child, like a toddler. Yeah, yeah, and I guess chimps probably age around the same rate that we do. Okay, almost so probably like a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, anyways. No, yeah. So, like the the movie opens with um this uh, the the soldiers basically getting ready to raid um the surrounding area of Caesar's hideout, and at one point you see an ape hand come up from behind a soldier, and you think, oh fuck, they're gonna they're gonna be a fight, but it turns out that there are apes helping the humans. Yeah, a handful of apes. They that were fucking actually... they're fucking traitors. So these are the apes that were pretty much under Koba who followed him. Yeah. But since he died, they didn't have anywhere else to go. So they're like, okay, well, we got to turn somewhere. Uh, well, I guess the humans. I didn't know Koba had a... That's one thing the second movie didn't really like flesh out. I didn't know Koba had a fuck ton of followers. I thought it was more just kind of like, oh, yeah, Caesar's dead. Follow me. And people just kind of went, oh, oh, okay. I mean, he had, a, like a, I think, one or two in the second film when he was devising the plan yeah. because he wasn't happy that, you know... Caesar was being friends with the humans. And then there's a couple apes like Koba who's like, we don't understand why he's doing this. Yeah. So that was a nice twist. You get a twist within the first two minutes of the movie. That was nice. Yeah. So these other apes are helping the humans fight uh, Caesar and his crew. And the cool thing about the whole entire scene was 
that the whole armada of horses that came up behind the barricade with all the apes and they're throwing spears, like spears and, and, and they're fucking chucking like, fucking yeah. bows and arrows and stuff. And they pretty much got them all pretty much. They were just driving the humans out and then they captured about, I think four, three or four, three or four. And then plus, plus the, the ape whose name is donkey. He's a gorilla. <laughs> There was like all... there was like three apes named Donkey, but he was like the main ape named Donkey. Like all the apes who were traitors were basically called donkeys. It kind of, it's funny, it kind of reminded me of Donkey Kong. Well, one of the guys in the group, uh, his uh, character's name is Preacher. He is the guy. Oh, the actually... dude with the crossbow. Yeah, who they he, ta- built he up talks for no fucking yeah. reason. We'll get to that. He he pretty much said, "Hey, you're Caesar. You know, we've been looking for you, and uh, what are you gonna do to us now?" And then Caesar, you know, being the good ape that he is pretty much says, you know, I'm going to send you guys back to your colonel. Tell him that we did this as a favor. Don't come back here again. Offering peace because uh, we're not like you guys. We're not here to kill you, but you keep on interfering with us. And it's it's causing a big like rift between yeah. us and the humans. So because that's Caesar's main thing. He's like, I want to live in peace, but I want to be left alone. And of course, all the humans just believe that the apes are completely evil. And, you know, at this point, Humans probably have an animosity towards the apes because they know that they're responsible for the virus. So it's just like, hey, thanks to these fucking chimps, most of our species was wiped out. This so is he, bullshit. Yeah. Even though he still make, made those uh, <clears throat> the plans to betwise, uh, peace between him and the other humans, he had a plan to relocate the other apes. Yeah. So Yeah, that was, well, it was his son and Rocket came back and uh, they were like, hey, we found a desert area that we're thinking about going. Did did we ever figure out where that was, that area? I thought it was L.A., but it like it looked like they were going like southeast. So maybe across was, the desert or something. That's what they said. Yeah, maybe it was Nevada, like somewhere in Nevada. I don't. I don't know because the trek from let's say let's say they're in San Francisco, right? Across the desert. So unless they went to they went to a desert. So what I'm it could what have been I'm California is, desert. Yeah, or maybe. they went to Nevada, one or the other. Yeah, it could have been one of those. They yeah. never really. They say. never. They never specify it. So, yeah, basically, um, he makes a plan to relocate the other apes. And then the night before they were going to leave, um, Colonel, who's actually played um, by Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. That's the fun impression that of Woody Harrelson. <laughs> he My always, name's Woody Harrelson. Oh, I just sound like he plays a I don't really, get it. He plays a really good villain, though, if you think about He's it. He's good. Yeah, He's I thought a, he was very good. And his motivations made sense. See, that's why these fucking movies are good, because yeah. everyone's motivation makes sense. I yeah. love this. So he goes into the ape base and it's like really late at night. So they yeah. They're doing s- like a black ops mission. They're all black wearing camo ops. and shit. And it's really hush. So he was actually looking for Caesar, but you know, Caesar got to a couple of them first. Then uh, he goes and he finds that cause he actually asked his older son, which is, I think his elder son was in blue eyes. Yeah. It's blue eyes or bright eyes or something or some like that. Blue eyes to watch his mother and Cornelius, which is his younger son. While they go figure out what's going on. And when he gets back, he discovers that his wife and his son, Blue Eyes, are dead. He doesn't know where Cornelius is. He's obviously disappeared somewhere. And he finds um, Woody Harrelson, who is the colonel. Um, <laughs> Woody Harrelson, the colonel. Um, he's standing over the cl- uh, edge of the cliff. And there's just this really like intense scene where they both look at each other like with these intense eyes. Like, you can tell Caesar's just you like. You can tell, like, oh, these are the. These, this, is the this is the. Arch enemies for the rest of the yeah. movie. So Caesar tries to catch uh, Woody. <laughs> I don't want to call him the Colonel. I'm going to say Woody. And he pretty much. Goes, yeah, he tries to catch Woody and Buzz. And then they run into, uh, you know, the Slinky. And uh, <laughs> they're in Andy's room. 
Oh, God. Now, now I want to watch Toy Story. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much uh, the colonel escapes, Woody. And uh, Caesar actually uh, devises a plan to exact revenge because he wants to get revenge on his It wasn't son. even much of a plan. He just kind of like – he. He jumped in head first. He's just like, I'm going to go find him and kill him because he's a motherfucker. And then, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, plan is like, I, this is my motivation. Like I had another other, yeah. you guys go find the place, you know, where you guys are all going to relocate. I don't care. I want to kill this motherfucker, you know? And then he does find his son Cornelius. So he's like, Oh my God, thank God you're alive because he thought he was alone. Yeah. So he still has a part of him still kind of walking around. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if you want to get into where I left on that section. Pretty much. It's like, so they, so Caesar is on his way to kill the the colonel. So and let's let's get into Bad Ape and all that. So yeah, yeah. So on their way, um, they run into a small girl who uh, the actress's name is Amaya Miller, I believe. Yeah, I was telling you when we were watching that movie, I was like, that girl looks she like, looked Dakota, like Dakota Fanning as a little girl. Amaya she Miller, was really she a really Nova. cute little girl. I really yeah. liked her too in the film. Like her facial expressions, you're disgusting. Oh, shut up. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, so Nova is played by a, uh, a girl who looks like Dakota Fanning. Her name is Amaya Miller. Uh, they run into her on the way looking for the soldiers. Uh, I think Caesar kills her dad on accident. I think it was her dad, yeah. Yeah, that's, they never talk about who it is, but like they find a shack, and there's uh, it's an abandoned shack, and there's like a soldier staying there, and they think all the soldiers are there. They raid it, they find nothing, and uh, besides that one soldier they killed, and then they find uh, Nova kind of like sitting in a corner and then maurice tries to talk to her and play with her and then maurice tells caesar i don't think she can talk mm-hmm. she, she can't speak huh that's weird okay well we can't leave her here let's take her with us yeah. i never understood that but i guess it was a way of just kind of making the movie a little cute maybe uh to relate to the kids Well, because maurice probably had like a was maurice a... he was in was, was he, he a guy maurice? or a girl uh i think <laughs> it was a boy I think Maurice was a boy. Is supposed to be a boy. Oh, because Maurice is a boy's name. Yeah, and then he had a kind of a male voice. He so had a. They make all the girl chimps in this movie look girly, anyway. And they kind of have a girlish kind of sound. To yeah. Them. So yeah, you're right because um, from the second film, which we discussed earlier, uh, he had the friendship with uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. And uh, I think because he feels a little bit more closer to humans, like he was a circus chimp. Oh, he really? talks about that in the first movie. Oh, Maurice really? was a circus chimp, which is why he knew sign language. Oh, wow. Yeah. Him and Caesar in the first movie were the only ones who knew sign, and then they taught sign to the rest of the apes later on. Um, mm. But yeah, Maurice has a connection with humans, like a positive one, probably because, like I said, he was a, uh, a circus ape for a while. And, um, you know, he connects with this girl. He tells Caesar, we can't leave her here. So they take, him, they take her with him. And um, basically what happens is they find out that the colonel was executing a few of his men and they were yeah, like, along the way they find a couple yeah. guys and they're they're dead in the snow. one of them is still alive and they realize he can't talk either and they're like okay something's going on something there's some there's some sort of epidemic going around where humans are losing their speech or something yeah i first saw that scene though i thought like okay because usually when someone's like close to death or if it's like a classic scene where it's like tell me where he is where is the life? where are the other drugs going <laughs> yeah uh, usually, like the guy is right, gonna die, and he can't say anything. So I didn't really know at that scene. I thought she was just a mute because she was scared or she was deaf. And the other guy I thought was probably just dying. He couldn't say anything at all until like later on in the film, which we're gonna get into how the reason why. But yeah, and so along the way, um, they're you know th- this whole time they're following the soldiers, and um, 
they end up running into what they think is a person this this creature with uh, two arms two legs and a head this and creature. clothes um ends up trying to steal their shit and so they chase him down and it turns out he's an ape and the ape is like his the character's name is bad ape and uh turns out the ape is also from a zoo and uh but he's from another zoo. he's from another zoo from some other part of that's California. the only thing i don't get so if let's say for example the virus hit so basically caesar had he was born like that that's yeah. how he was able to speak and talk when he got older and on the other apes he gassed them with that smart gas whatever it, it was yeah. that he threw so how did this ape well think about it this way zoo. so the virus is spreading right so imagine you know a lot of apes in a zoo i'm sure have human contact and so their trainers maybe were developing uh you know they had the virus in them and so you mm -hmm. know maybe while they're feeding the chimps the virus is getting the food or whatever or they're petting the chimps and it's getting on their on their person yeah. and so like you know they're getting infected with the virus the chimps are but rather than dying uh they get smarter yeah, and um, or and also maybe he's behind you know he's behind a cage and then other uh, tourists and whatnot who come in yeah. are like yelling and their germs are flying everywhere and so either way the germs are spreading to apes all around the world essentially and the apes are getting smarter so obviously it's it's literally turning into a planet of of apes <laughs> yeah um, I mean besides Caesar he was the only other ape who spoke fluent English yeah like out outside of the I guess Caesar's uh, legion of apes. Because <laughs> all of them, I mean, it was weird because, okay, so earlier we discussed the, the apes that defected over to the humans. Mm -hmm. um, and he was just, this guy, ape, Bad Ape, was living on his own. Yeah, Bad Ape was living on his own, but the, the one of the defector apes at the beginning of the film, he could talk. Yeah. Like perfectly. Um, and, you know, like Maurice can talk. He, he talks at the end of the film, but he more uses sign. A lot of these apes just use sign language still. Because I thought by this time they'd all be talking because the music. Maybe some of them just can't, like, they can't project a lot of speech or they can't project any at all. Like you never hear rocket talk. I don't think Luca ever talks the other gorilla. Yeah. Luca didn't talk. Um, neither did uh blue eyes, his son. Oh no. Blue eyes. He talk. talked in the second movie. He a didn't little talk bit. In this yeah. One. Yeah. He's just like father. He would say yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah, the, the, they find out where the colonel's located. Um, Luca, who is one of the, the part of the Caesar's group that the went gorilla. Yeah. So the, the three apes that went with him were Luca, who was the gorilla rocket. Who's like a chimp who's missing like part friend. of his left ear. And then he was, he was the one who tried to uh, shit test him in the, in the first movie. Remember how he goes into the chimp jail and there's this ape who's fucking with him. It's kind of like prison. Yeah. It's like, that was, that was rocket. That was, yeah, that was rocket. And, um, and then there's uh Maurice. Those are the three apes that followed him. And then along the way they run into bad ape and um, Nova. So it's, it's a total of five apes and a person. And um, at one point uh, they're, you know, they're doing a little, there's like this movie kind of reminds me of like a war film. Cause it's a lot of like mm -hmm. a small group of people or apes doing like little reconnaissance missions it's like and, a spy movie and scouting too. and shit. Yeah. It's like, it's like a spy film. And so they're, you know, they're doing kind of like a, a scouting mission and they're just like, you know, they, they, they end up getting pretty close to the base and then they run into like two soldiers Caesar gets captured. Um, and then pretty much the rest of the movie. Oh, well, they find out actually the all the other apes that he was uh, part of his. Um, all the apes that were with Caesar basically on, they're on their way to actually find this new place. Yeah, he told everyone captured. to leave. He t Yeah, so before Caesar leaves, he tells everyone, uh, you guys go ahead, go to this new land. I'm going to go get revenge. And then all the apes that left got captured. And so, they, yeah. yeah, he comes upon this prison. Um 
and uh, yeah, those, his whole family's there, or I guess his, his only son. son, and everyone, everyone's there, save for the you know the four apes, the three apes that went with him, and um, he ends up getting captured. Um, and there's later on, there's a really cool scene between him and the colonel, which I like, where they finally they talk face to face, and the colonel tells his uh, story essentially. Yeah, it was something about along the lines of um, that the virus that was originally spread uh, was mutating in a way where it was turning people who were immune to the virus back to a primitive form. So and they were losing their speech. Losing the speech. Um, I didn't during the film. You obviously see that um, Nova is one of the persons yeah. who are affected by it. Uh, the soldier that, that you saw who can speak was affected by it, um, and you find out that. Um, Woody Harrelson's uh, character has been noticing this has been happening a lot lately with all these people that he's been around. So his plan, uh, 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 his action is pretty much kill these people because he thinks like, you know, we don't want to spread this other kind of virus around. And so he explains to Caesar. Yeah, because like, they weren't just developing it. Like it wasn't like every person who survived was developing it. He noticed it was like a select few. Yeah. And so he was like, well, we'll just kill them. And yeah. then the virus won't spread. And then you find out that his son had it. And so yeah. he kills his son, and uh, after that, he basically says, he's like, that was, that was my moment of clarity. That's when I realized uh, this is my destiny, to wipe out the apes and this virus and to reestablish humanity, because we're losing. He's like, we, we, are, we are being killed off, you know, by this virus. Yeah. And so um, I guess to kind of wrap up the synopsis, because we can, we can go into details on the synopsis the whole time, is basically you find out... Um, they're building this wall. <laughs> they're building this wall, the humans, and you, it's just like, what are they keeping out? And they're making the apes work on it. What are they keeping out? You find out Woody Harrelson, because he was just executing his men who were inf infected, you found out that he was a part of a larger, um, I guess, force, a uh, military force. And, th and those, I guess, those military leaders were like, don't kill people. Cause we're gonna we're gonna try to heal we're gonna try to medically fix this so don't just execute people and there he was like no I'm gonna execute everyone so there was this divide between the humans and so um, the rest of the movie is basically uh, Caesar and everyone trying to get out and uh, Woody Harrelson building this wall and he was um, kind of barricading himself yeah he was wall. it was more like barricading him and I never got that I mean it was kind of weird I'm just like why are they building a wall it's like they have helicopters and tanks like that wall's made out of wood like. Yeah, it looked like obviously some of the apes were built because basically he wanted all the apes that were like prisoned in there to build this wall. And Caesar was getting pissed because he wasn't giving them food and water. Yeah. He's like, give them food and water. And Woody Harrelson's like, nah, I ain't going to do that. You know, you keep working, keep working. And finally, he just realized like, you know, these apes are going to cave in if you do not give them the food and water. So he finally got the heart to do it. Yeah. Still using uh, Caesar as a play toy, though, because yeah. he's, like, dangling him in front of the apes, like, just as a disgrace thing. Like, look at your leader now. Yeah, it, yeah. it would break their spirit, essentially, if Caesar died. Yeah, and, I mean, um, the guy, <clears throat> he's pretty much barricading himself in this place because uh, the faction of other military, like, he was all in favor of killing all the infected people. And I guess this other faction of this other military was like, no, we're like you said earlier, they're not yeah. into that idea. So and so that he had all he, had, he knew they were coming. Yeah, but yeah, he knew it was going on, but he also had his own army at the yeah. same time. And the thing about the character we were talking about at the beginning, preacher, got the crossbow. They showed him in so many shots in this film, next to Woody Harrelson, and a lot of the times they would show him, it would show his facial expressions. You can tell like, he was looking like he was conflicted. You know what I thought was going to happen? I thought. 
well, I mean, I guess I was right in some regard. I'm like, okay, Donkey is either going to turn back and he's going to end up fighting for the apes again, or Preacher is going to fight for the apes. Or both. Yeah. Like something's going to happen because they kept, you know, you know, you keep Caesar is like tempting. He's like, what did, what did the Colonel promise you? What did he promise you? Do you think he's going to let you live after we're all dead? Uh-huh. You're, you're a coward. How can you betray your own kind and this and that? And then of course there's that, there's not a scene like that with Preacher, but there's like all these, like you said, shots of Preacher, like looking conflicted and maybe looking like he doesn't necessarily trust. Yeah. Because I mean, Caesar let him go earlier in the film and you know, you usually, don't retaliate back by well i don't give a fuck you know fuck you i'm gonna kill you like you know so i thought the entire time something was gonna happen like he said he was gonna turn against colonel uh free caesar you know or the other apes and what happens is uh we're gonna call him donkey because i know he has a name no that donkey that's that's his name that's the the name that's the ape's name yeah so you find out like Donkey pretty much is on the uh, wall with a bunch of the other uh, humans. Yeah. So this is other... this is at this point. Yeah, uh, we should say that the the army from the north comes. The I guess the the good humans come, mm-hmm. and they're basically coming to just fuck up the colonel and just wipe him out and, and destroy his regime. And while that's happening, uh, Caesar and everyone are getting out um, mm-hmm. th- through through scenes and through through trial and tribulation. All the apes eventually get out, and um, while this is all happening. Um, Caesar's like, I have to, he's like, you guys run off. I have to finish this. I have to kill the Colonel. And so when his army, when the Colonel's regime is getting attacked, the Colonel's barricaded in like his, his quarters and all of his men are like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Colonel, Colonel, come on, come out. We, we we gotta, we gotta do this. And so, um, Caesar breaks in and you see there's like booze everywhere and like blood and you already kind of know what's coming. And he finds the Colonel and the Colonel can't speak. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh fuck. And yeah. so, and the reason that is because there's a scene in the movie when um, Caesar's locked up. Nova, this was stupid. Nova broke in. She just walks in. This little kid walks in and then walks out, basically. But she mm-hmm. has her doll, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's infected with that uh, anti speech virus. And so she leaves the doll inside with Caesar as a way of just being like, here, this will comfort you. You know, just trying yeah, to be yeah. kind. And um, at one point, you know, there's uh, the colonel's pulling caesar out of his cage to throw him on the wall and um he finds it and he's like what is this how'd this get in here oh so you think that's how he got that, it? that's definitely how he got it because they show it again because his son had it i was just i didn't know if it was a genetic thing with the virus or what no but... it was like the virus was on the doll oh and um yeah it ended up getting him sick wow because they show it again when they're in his quarters you see the doll and it's got some blood in it. it's like yeah oh, that's how he got it so the colonel kills himself um, Caesar. Well, he wanted Caesar him. to kill him. Yeah, and Caesar doesn't. It would have been cool if he just took the gun and let the colonel just fucking rot. That's what I was hoping would happen. But the colonel's just like, fuck it. Takes the gun, blows his brains out. Uh, Caesar's like, all right, well, he's dead. Cool. Why was he go. so bloody, by the way? His, his uh, he's probably coughing up blood. That's probably like one of the symptoms of. Because I don't speech. know if like he was beating himself in the face or no, is something. Just, yeah. So what ends up happening is that um, Caesar's trying to escape. The humans find out the apes are taking off. And so they start shooting at the apes. Donkey has a moment of clarity and yeah, yeah, you know, he kills Preacher because Preacher shot him with the crossbow, shot Caesar with the crossbow, and then he was going to fucking finish the job and then Donkey killed yeah, him with telling, the grenade Yeah, you're launcher. telling yourself this entire time, that motherfucker, like, you thought he was going to do something good. I was hoping there was going to be a showdown between, like, Donkey and Caesar. I know, and but you Preacher actually... Preacher was going to turn. Yeah, I just... I think Preacher was going to do something right. You know, he shoots Caesar... Uh, now the entire time you were seeing that whole entire like look of uh, clarity, like you were saying, like Donkey was seeing, 
you've actually kind of seen scenes like that in a lot of other films. Like of what course. it really kind of um, uh, brought me back to is you ever seen a movie called Last Samurai with oh, yeah. Tom Cruise? Is when uh, they were killing all the samurai at the end. And a lot of the Japanese guns? were shooting, but they were helping the um, the white people. And you can tell the look on their faces, like, "What are we doing?" Like, I can't. And believe that's when they stop firing. And, and, they they just, and that's when they, they stop firing. Like, we're killing, we're killing our kind. This is ridiculous. What the hell are we doing? So it kind of brought me up to that, to that kind yeah. of moment in that movie. So, you know, he uh, pretty much donkey shoots uh, Caesar. I'm sorry, not Caesar. <laughs> he shoots preacher with the rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. They notice that he does that. Then a guy from behind shoots donkey in the head, and then at least that gives. Um, Caesar some time to take to their blow grenades. up that fuel he container blow, yeah, next the to the wall. That fuel container that's wall. next to the wall, and it just blows the whole thing to fucking shit. And uh, I think eventually the whole base blows up. Yeah, and you see an army of uh, Northerners um, all running. I'm called the Northerners because they're called the Northern Army. I don't fucking know what they are in terms of all dressed in white, all, and they're all dressed in white. We're just gonna call them the White Soldiers without <laughs> making it a race thing. Uh, the White Soldiers all run in. They realize the Colonel's dead. And they're, and they're cheering. And so at one point, Caesar kind of like looks at them. He kind of he comes out of hiding and they all see him and they all stop and they're right about to shoot at him. And then a fucking avalanche hits and just wipes all of them, all out, of them out, kills every single one of them. Um, and then so eventually they take off and uh, they head to the desert and you realize that Caesar is still injured. And well, actually, you didn't say how they all survived because all the apes. Oh, so when the avalanche climbed was hitting, the trees, all the apes, yeah, uh, climbed the trees. Yeah, so they're all up in the trees, damn especially tree, with uh, damn tree huggers with Nova. They were all still up in the trees, um, and that's they stop. They survived. They didn't get hit by any of the fucking avalanche, yeah. which was nice. So then, like you said, they all go to uh, the area where they were going to stay, the desert, uh, across the desert, or whatever. And then you find out that um, Caesar the entire time was dying of his wound, the wound that he got by that motherfucker preacher. That preacher, yeah. If that fucker didn't do what he did, he'd still be alive. But so then, yeah, spoiler alert, Caesar dies at the end of the movie. Yeah, he's dead. Um, so he has this uh, tender moment with Maurice and talks to him and tells him, hey, look, you know, I, I'm i not going to be here. I'm gonna, I'm dying. And Maurice goes, they're not going to forget you. You know, you'll be gonna, remembered. You'll be remembered. And your in son. the old Planet of the Apes movies, the ones from like the '60s, that's actually um, Caesar was actually the the ape that actually rebelled against all the humans. He was the leader. So this movie's kind of like yeah. retelling that. They story all looked to up to him, like he was their hero, and now he, and now they all realize at the very end that he passed away. He he quietly passed away. Like he kind of just fell asleep. Yeah, it was kind of funny. There was like a he like was like he falls asleep where he's sitting, and then he slowly starts to fall over. Like he's drunk that or was something. A silly, yeah. So he dies, and then we end it with uh, all the apes looking back at him, and we know that they're at their new home. <coughs> I'm assuming all the humans are dead. We don't know. Yeah, I mean the know. world's fucking huge. I mean, well, obviously you, you just you know that probably all the ones in America. Obviously, are dead. Nova is still alive, and Nova's still alive, and she's gonna have hybrid babies. I'm trying to figure out though the um this this virus, the mutated virus, right? Mm-hmm. That would make them primitive. Now, would they become more primitive to a point where they start acting like apes, or just not be able to speak? So what's his name? Uh, Woody Harrelson thinks that they're going to become primitive and their intelligence is going to drop. They don't really, there's no evidence in the movie to, uh, I guess, validate that claim. Like how far it went. Yeah. It, to my knowledge, it just, it kills your speech. Which That's stupid. Yeah. Though, I, I don't mean. think it destroys your intelligence. Woody Harrelson says it does, but like everyone who ends up having it, they're still cognitive and they're still, they still have the same intelligence level. They just can't talk. So he was, when he, Woody Harrelson finally got revealed that he had it he was kind of fucking drunk or whatever that's why he couldn't really move yeah. he's kind of 
slowly walk around. Like, he didn't know exactly what was going Cause on. Because Nova can move just fine. Yeah, she actually She's normal. Person. She just can't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I just think that it killed your speech. And yeah. um, now that we're done with plot, we'll just talk about what we liked about the film. Okay, yeah, well, this film as a whole is an excellent film. I loved it from beginning to end. I love the fact that this film also focused on Caesar a lot more than the humans. We had human characters, but it was mostly focused on Caesar and the apes. And that's what it should have been really focused on from the beginning. Like the first film, you had to find out like how he became who he was. And it was focused on humans working on genetic shit. Mm -hmm. Like I was telling you, each film feels like a different movie, but it's all the same story. So the first well, one, each film is a different movie. What? <laughs> each always, film is a, I know what you mean. Each, I mean a different story. Each film, yeah, each film kind of has a different tone to it. It, it feels like a, almost like it's its own thing. Yeah, the first know? one is like more scientific and yeah. you know, labs and stuff. The second one is about, you know. Trying to coexist yeah, and, and this, work together. And then the third movie is just fucking war. War and just like who's going to be the winner, the outcome of this yeah. entire. Because this, this movie, it's like, yeah, the, besides Nova, it's like. There, at this point, there is no coexisting. It's like the humans and the apes hate each other, and the apes know it's like we we just we have yeah. to survive. Yeah, I was always thinking that that scene though, where you're saying on the other, uh, let's say the good army looks at Caesar for probably like about I don't know a good like minute, and I thought they were either gonna clap or they were gonna drop their weapons, or you can just tell that they were on their side. But then they start raising their weapons like, all right, they're gonna fucking do something. Well, so. you know what, a friend of mine thought. What's that? That they were all apes. Really? Yeah. He, th he thought that all of them were apes and like there was a moment where the way they were screaming it sounded like they were like <laughs> you know and whatnot and it's like oh fuck it's like the apes already took over like yeah. it's already it's done we are in a planet of the apes now they they're using guns using tanks yeah. using helicopters but they were all people but that would have been an awesome yeah. twist or and i feel like since this is the last movie in the trilogy although i'm sure they're gonna try to make more but it feels like the last movie i think that should have been it, it just should have been like they took over it's done it's Let's move like on. they take off the helmets and they're they're apes. Yeah, they're and like, maybe that's like something that Woody Harrelson didn't want to talk about because he didn't mm -hmm. want to give Caesar hope that like oh yeah you guys already won. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool though because then it is technically a planet of apes. Yeah, you know because the film is titled Planet of the Apes, and and I never seen any of the older films. You have oh they're great, but I saw the first one. It's fucking it's so cheesy and stupid. <laughs> is it from like so the seventies or sixties? Uh, I think the sixties with uh, yeah. fucking Charlton Heston. And uh, what is it? Same the thing. They're, they're on a ship. Dirty ape shit. Yeah. You did, yep, that's where it's from. And that's when like they crash on a planet and they find a planet of apes and all the humans are slaves and lobotomized and like it's so silly and great and really? it's fucking cheesy and like they're all in rubber masks. I mean, it's the sixties. There's no CGI. Yeah, exactly. But they're all in their little fucking rubber masks. What do you think of the Tim Burton one? I was just actually thinking about that. Uh, the Tim Burton movie. Um, there's some good actors in it. Uh, the makeup job was really good. I mean, they tried to come back to the old school look, you know, by making humans look like apes. Um, yeah, this was makeup, like full on makeup. Yeah. Like everyone was impressed. That, Michael that was Clark cool. Duncan. Was yeah, huge, my man. Yeah, yeah he played he, the fucking uh, giant ass gorilla. Tim Roth was the bad one. Um, you know, I didn't know that until I looked. I was looking up like Tim Roth's IMDb like a few years ago. And I was like, he was the fucking bad ape. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like he was the evil ape. And yeah, that's fucking sick. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, I think Charlton Heston too. He was his in the dad. film. Yeah, he was his dad. He was dying though. Yeah. Um, there must have been um, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he was the orangutan. Episode. Uh, he was the the funny humor relief. So it was like the the, humorous that, ape. That was like how bad ape was in this film. Every single this movie was dark. The uh, War of the Planet of the Apes back to this one, but 
it's a dark film. There's moments of humor in it, and the only times you're laughing in it is because of Bad Ape. Actually, he is voiced by uh, Steve Zane. Have you ever seen a movie called um, That Thing You Do? I have not, no. Or um, he has been in like a lot of kind of independent films or something like that. But anyways, he's a funny, he's a funny comedian. He, he was in the only thing I recognized him from was that show Treme. It's like a it's an HBO show about like jazz in New Orleans. I've never actually watched the show. My dad loves it, but um, I know I know that's the only thing I recognize him from in a bunch of other random crap. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I know his face. I just like. I don't know him well enough as an actor to go, oh, yeah, he was in this movie and then in that movie and then this. It's like, yeah, he's like, he was in a couple things. But no, you know, I thought Bad Eight was a good touch because, like, uh, one of my friends was like, well, it felt kind of distracting. But I'm like, I think I think it was a nice way of easing tension. And that's what I think makes a good action movies, like, where there can be really intense scenes. And without making it, without the pacing being completely fucked up, the next scene can just be kind of, like, a little bit relaxing. And there can be yeah. some comedy in it. And I don't know. I liked Bad Ape. I, I don't think that he was he was forced. Oh, I at loved all. him because like I mean the the movie was fucking dark and depressing enough as it is. I think this was a nice little. It was like uh, a little bit of light at the end. Of yeah, the dark water tunnel. it down a little bit with some with some yeah, comedy. Yeah, so time you laughed in this film, it'd be because of him and his character matter because it's like his character was like you know who he's like oh yeah I am an ape who's not associated with you who got smart and so like I said that gave Caesar the hope like there's probably more like and us the out there. The way he talked is so funny like. Oh no, no, go on back no, there. No. no, no, that's not good. Oh no, that's a bad idea. That's a oh bad plan. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that that was great though because um he was also trying to kinda of act like a human. He was wearing clothes, you know. Oh yeah, that scene where he, he was wearing, like, boots. wearing like a little kid's outfit. Yeah, he that had a little fun. beanie on and stuff. So he was like the he almost looked like he was old, like the way he looked. But yeah. I don't know how old he was, but still, um yeah, he was uh, he was my favorite part of the film yeah. i mean the tim burton film that you brought back up to i saw it a couple of times but it was, it's cheesy as shit i don't remember it that much i remember as a, ki- as a kid i loved it as a kid i was like this is so fucking cool i bought the toys and everything and like you had toys for that yeah dude they had uh they had michael clark duncan's character's toy they had tim roth's characters those are the only toys i got i didn't buy anymore uh, but, uh, i think uh helena bonham carter or you know yeah yeah she's wife, in she was yeah. in it um and I think there's Mark, a, there's a couple other actors. Yeah, there. they're probably buried behind. Or you won't even recognize them. But yeah. um, I didn't really thought that was a Tim Burton film because when I watched it. it doesn't. Feel oh, I didn't like know Tim that Burton either until like years down the road where I started like researching him. And, yeah, you, know, you get in high school, you start. Yeah, all the kids talk about Tim Burton, so you got to look. Yeah, into it's it. kind of like a movie that kind of pays homage to the old films. Um, they yeah, even it feels have that, more like they a even that line where they go. Get your hands off me, you damn dirty human. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it literally, oh, and hey, and in the first, in the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, uh, when Tom Felton and Caesar have that little clash, he's like, get your stinking hands off me, you damn dirty ape. And then that's when Caesar speaks. <gasps> no! And then I got to say, when that happened in the theater, I got chills. I was like, oh, yeah. he's fucking talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like he, uh, he was starting to look more human, the way his eyes moved and everything. And uh, that was a good thing because, you know, that last, the, Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton one, it it was just cheesy. So when they announced, yeah, it, it was cheesy. It was kind of dumb. There was some plot holes. I I just remember like I talked to people now. I haven't seen it since I was yeah, a kid, but I, I talked to, to people about it now. They're like, yeah, it's fucking terrible. And I mean, it probably is. Yeah, it's it's a cheesy movie, and like, there's that weird mating scene between that huge fat gorilla and like that chick. That was weird. That was such a weird scene. That was a weird scene. Um, I just. When they announced they're going to make another Planet of the Apes film, I was kind of a little bit skeptical about it because of that film that we got a few years ago. 
I'm talking about uh, before. Um, uh, I mean, when they when they announced Rise of Planet yeah. of the Apes? Yeah. So when I saw Rise, it didn't really feel like a Planet of the Apes film. It felt like its own thing, but they used that title. But then anything after that, like. The it, tone of that movie was weird, too. It was. It was, it, was like, it was a very weird tone. And I feel like, I mean, that movie was just an experiment. You know, I don't think exactly. they thought it was going to work. And so, then it was a hit. And then, yeah. You know. So Matt Reeves, though, directed uh, Dawn and War. And he didn't do the first one. But um, it's been slated now that he is directing the new Batman film with Ben Affleck. So what do you think? Do you think he's got the chops to do it? Absolutely. I, th- I think he has the chops to do it. But the question is, is Warner Brothers going to let him do what he wants? Because Warner Brothers has this habit of hiring people such as Zack Snyder and David Ayer, people who have a style, who have a voice, and they're just hiring them for their name. Mm-hmm. It's like they hired Zack Snyder for Man of Steel, and it didn't have any of Zack Snyder's uh, classic style of slow motion, saturated colors, nice dolly shots. They didn't have any of that. The movie felt like a J.J. Abrams film. It was all handheld yeah. and lens flares and shit. And, of course, the, I thought the movie was terrible. I know you kind of <laughs> like it, but I, I thought it was awful. Which one, which one are you talking about? Man of Steel. Man of Steel has its moments. You see, it's like I didn't. I'm not saying movies like that are perfect. Yeah, but it's like the acting can like be horrible. But if it keeps me entertained, if there's like an action scene that just goes holy shit, like this this subway battle or this fucking city battle is dope, then I like it. But I'm just I'm just a sucker for fucking eye candy. I, I that's what you can say. I mean, the the best part of Man of Steel to me was the music. I loved the music. I loved the music, and of course the costumes were fucking yeah. great. Modern superhero films, all the costumes yeah. look great. Um, but getting back to your point, um, I think that if Warner Brothers does what they did with Wonder Woman and they actually let the director, you know, do what they, do do, what they yeah. want and they actually focus on the script and they make sure it's good and it's not just a fucking cash grab, I think it could be great. Yeah. Didn't you say that, uh, they're starting from scrap? Yeah. Uh, in terms it was of announced uh, a while ago online, um, that Matt Reeves, uh, wants to start over with the script. Um, he, uh, Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns uh, wrote a script for the Batman movie, and I think they were gonna have uh, Deathstroke as the villain. They even had um, they had that weird shots. teaser clip, yeah. Uh, and then I think Matt Reeves probably wasn't happy with the script and said, "Look, you know, I just jumped on board because that Batman script's been kind of going all over the place." And he's like, "I'm directing it, so let me write it. Let me write it the way I want to see it." And I'm sure it's gonna be badass because you know he's doing a good job in those eight films, so. Um, I don't. I just think that I have faith in the guy to do it. Like I said, I I think if Warner Brothers doesn't fuck it up, it will be great. Yeah. I I'm I have Matt Reeves has my support because yeah. these eight movies have been fucking great. Is actually war. I would say that um this year so far, I would put if I had a top ten or five right now, and at some point later maybe we can make a podcast near the end of the year, like top ten, yeah, top worst movies. I would be number two on my list. Still, Logan would be number one. Best movie I've seen this year. Yeah, Logan is the best movie, in my opinion, that's come out all year. Yeah, but this Uh, one was great. And all three of the ape films are great. This is probably one of my favorite trilogies. I'm going to wait until the actual, this movie comes out on Blu-ray so I can buy the box set of all three films. Because it's it's a fucking good trilogy. I own the first two. They're great. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good trilogy. It's there's amazing trilogies out there, and this fits in with just all those trilogies, man. I mean, I really, I'm really happy the way it came out, and I thought this film was a good conclusion to it. Yeah, I don't want there to be any more. There shouldn't in be this universe. Like if they dead, if they do, so. they can make one in like 20 years. That's like a sequel, 
like yeah. a, a, like a like a um a long distance sequel like it takes place like 30 years after or something yeah not one of those pirates of the caribbean where we're done but we're gonna make another one yeah. oh wait we're gonna make one more because look where where there's where there's potential profit to be made there is a bad movie yeah that could potentially come out and exactly. i think that if 20th century fox which they're doing pretty good i think they're doing good in terms of their movies but if they decide um we want more money and these these people they like these apes right yeah, they like they this, like to watch like apes the money chimping out yeah let's fucking let's make another one and then this one's like maybe i don't know i don't want it i don't want it i oh, want just i just like i this. want my trilogy to, to be left if they alone. do another apes film just start from the beginning like a, a, re- a reboot no i don't think there should be another no i reboot. know i'm not it's it's too early for that but i'm saying down the road like, like 30, 20 years from now years. or something like that they'll probably make another planet of the apes film they have to because the rights have to be you know they can't sit on it and not do anything with it so i just think in general this movie is good go see it go see it 15 times fuck i'm, I'm gonna, gonna probably see it again yeah i'd say go see this film um, as much as you can um it's a great great movie i give it I don't know. That's perfect to me. I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I'd give it a 10 out of 10 too, man. It's good. I guess. I mean, I don't have any real complaints. The only, okay. The only thing I can complain about, and like I said, this movie's fucking great. I love it. Go see it. It's wonderful. But the only things I can complain about is just, it felt a little predictable. You knew that preacher or, uh, or donkey, you knew something was going to happen. You knew they were going to turn. You knew, um, Woody Harrelson was going to get the virus. And you knew Caesar was gonna die. I, 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 did not, I, I did saw not, all that coming. I'm like Caesar think, has to die. I didn't Be- think Woody would, would have got the virus. I didn't see that coming. Once they introduced it, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get the virus." Like, the, of course he is. Yeah. Because it's like that's like the classic villain. He he gets destroyed by what he hates the most. That that's what ends up always happening in a lot of these films. And so I was like, "Yeah, that's probably what's gonna end up happening." But that's that's if you nitpick. If you nitpick, yeah, it's a little predictable. But it's a fucking action film about apes. In the end, you can't shit on it too much. But no, this movie has a great script. It has great character development. It's shot fucking great. The score is great. Every, I mean, everything's great. Everything think, about the movie is yeah, great. I think the thing that slammed me. I don't know how else to put it. It's fucking great because there's heart. People cared about yeah. making this movie. And uh, yeah. I got, I, I, I got slammed against this because the special effects in this film are so phenomenal they made these apes the motion capture everything looks so good it, it it looks like real apes like they don't look fake to me like sometimes the facial expressions probably but whoever the team is behind that they're fucking wizards because it's it's amazing yeah do you remember the cgi in, in civil war in captain america civil war uh, did you notice it was kind of off like in what ways it didn't feel finished and there was some there were some moments where oh you're talking about like Wolverine uh, the, the no 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 not no 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 not <laughs> that bad no in in Captain America Civil War the CGI looked like it wasn't 100 percent finished like, it looked like they like finished it 95 percent and they're like fuck it let's release it because I noticed anytime there was like a scene where it was like CGI mixed with like real it was kind of blurry and weird and shaky mm-hmm. and it was just like I felt like they purposely made it kind of out of focus so you couldn't figure out like wait that doesn't really look that real and that scene where you see um uh crossbones what's his name yeah crossbones you see crossbones in the beginning where he gets his mask off and that makeup's all fake and you can tell no. the cgi is all weird and shaky and it's kind of blurry and i was like ew what the fuck just put makeup on what the hell was that wasn't makeup on his face no that was cgi 
Oh, I thought that was makeup. Yeah, it looked fucking make- terrible. You just put makeup on. It looked like a fucking star. And, that's, and that was weird because Marvel's always known for having great CGI. But that movie, which was like, you know, it's probably the biggest Marvel film since Avengers. That movie, like, CGI-wise, wasn't 100% great. It wasn't as bad as a DC movie. They're, they're, even in Wonder Woman, which I think is a great movie. Uh, not great, but it's really good. You mentioned that earlier. That yeah, was, I CG think the CGI is awful. But um, no, this movie, the Apes movies all have good CGI. And I think... Well, if they didn't, it would kill the movies because it's yeah. just like you're watching like CGI apes in the real world. We're not watching a cartoon, so you got to make it look as real as possible. Yeah, um, it's like a, a lot of these movies when they have like, say, you watch Lord of the Rings or something, you see Gollum, right? He's badass, but he doesn't really look like he's there. Just like Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars doesn't look like he's there. It just looks like a generated fucking image mixed in with live action. But the people that are doing the apes, though, I mean, if they can do a lot of these, say, these superhero films or whatever – It'll look fucking good. I mean, they're just fucking. If they're good, they're fucking probably the best I've seen. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention, and I kind of sort of brought this up earlier, was uh, the theme of uh, the Koba theme. And uh, one oh, of the you mean like when he was hallucinating and yeah, he would hallucinate. Like anytime Caesar was in a compromising situation, he would hallucinate Koba talking to him. Uh-huh. And um, they even bring this up that the other apes, like Maurice and Luca and everyone, they're like, you know. This this want for revenge, Caesar. This this consumption, like the fact that you're consumed by all this hate, you're behaving a lot like Koba. Mm-hmm. And you know, Koba was completely consumed by his hatred for people. And you know, he there's he was essentially he was a lost cause. And Caesar, I, I don't know. I kind of think Caesar became compromised in that regard. I think he would have been fully destroyed if he killed Woody Harrelson with a gun, but he didn't. No, he didn't because he was raised like by a human he was raised to be good he, he was, was raised, raised by a, by a very person. nice person and that's where his humanity and his love for humans came i mean if at the end of the first film uh koba tries to attack james franco because when he's chasing uh him and all the others in the woods and then you know caesar comes right between and says get off him like get away like yeah. so this is he's mine like he's I love him. Don't touch him. You know, I kind of thought that James Franco was going to come back, make a cameo. But I'm, I'm assuming that his character's dead. His character's dead. Yeah. The way um, they talked. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's War of the Planet of the Apes. Definitely go see that film. Um, if you haven't even seen the other two. See, see them all. The, watch. See them all. If you haven't seen any of these movies, watch the first two and like rent them on Netflix or whatever the yeah, kids yeah. do these days with their streamings. Yeah, exactly. uh, watch it on Netflix or online and then go see this in theaters. Uh, I we saw it for 6 bucks for discount Tuesday, but I, I would pay the $11. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean I probably will. I'll probably see it this weekend and then yeah, pay the 11 bucks. We're going to get right into some uh, Game of Thrones news because a new episode of season 7 mm-hmm. just came out. It came out on Sunday, and since me and you are huge uh, Game of Thrones fans, we felt like at least we need to uh, talk about this first episode that came We're out. We're only going to talk about the first episode, and then when the season's done, we will do a season recap. Because if we did it every maybe... week, it'd be like the Game of Thrones podcast as well. Yeah, so, no, I don't want to get into that. Um, so. We're only going to pretty much cover some basic, like, you know, quick snap quick. snaps into it. We'll so so let's, uh, let's start off basically with saying that uh, the whole – intro to this this episode was great so um i'm still a little bit unfamiliar with character names in this so Arya disguised herself as as walder frey so okay. at the end of season six um if all you game of thrones nerds remember Arya uh infiltrated the twins and killed walder frey uh she slit his throat 
so the new episode opens before the the big before that intro hits um this episode opens with Arya as walder frey you don't know that you don't know i actually thought this was a flashback when i was i thought that too but then he was like when he was like as walder frey he's like oh yes celebrate how you all killed a, a woman and her unborn child a mother yeah. And a brother, and like you, you, there was hints that it was, you know, that it was uh, present time, and uh, essentially she gets all the phrase together because she's uh, disguised as Walter. She gets all the phrase together and as many as she could, and she poisons them a- so at a big metal. feast. It's so fucking brutal. Uh, she poisons them at a big feast, and uh, that's the opening. So um, I guess that to me that sets the tone. I, I assume now in this season there's going to be payoff. Things are going to start happening yeah. because for for six seasons we've just been getting set up, and I'm sick of it. I don't want exactly. any more setup. I want payoff. God damn it! Give me my cake so I can so eat it too. We also have um, we had a shot of the White Walkers uh, still on their march to the wall, mm-hmm. and what we have not seen yet is that they actually have giants with them now there was yeah four of that's them. I new think there was four yeah it was four or five something like that now mistake me if i'm wrong uh one of the giants who was one of the wildlings um who was fighting uh the war with ramsey uh and um john Snow. oh i mean when he was fighting against was he one of those no zombies? no i that giant has a fucking name we're just gonna call him the good giant uh the, the jolly the jolly good <laughs> the giant. Jolly giant um he no he died at the wall he died in winterfell excuse me okay yeah he died in winterfell so those are just giants that were killed by white walkers okay uh, way up in the north okay so he they, they basically had like four giants with them walking so you're you're seeing more like how this army is growing yeah and they already had like fucking thousands but they're just getting bigger now that you notice they have giants with them just it makes it like how the fuck are they gonna get out of this one you know it's just... well i mean i think that uh I think that the uh, the only way is probably. I mean, I I think when finally when Daenerys and Jon get together, um, I think that's gonna be when not get together like get in and. I hope they get together. I don't care that they're fucking related. Oh Spoiler that's from fucking, season that's six. That's fucking aunt or something. Yeah, but it's just like I I I, I don't care. Like we we all want them to hook up. We all want it to happen. It's it's fiction anyways. I don't give a shit. I want them to get <laughs> fucking married and have some more incest babies. Oh my god. And fucking take the Iron Throne together. I don't give a shit. Call me a sicko. I don't care. So we got the White Walkers and then we got uh, Bran finally arrives at the wall. Bran gets to the wall and he's probably going to tell Dolores said, hey, where's Jon? So all the Starks except for Arya who's now going to King's Landing to kill the Queen. All the Starks are finally reuniting. Okay. Everyone's reuniting. Um, we got Jon Snow. He's, pre- uh, he's pretty much prepping for the White Walkers. Yeah, so Jon Snow at this point is King of the North. He's trying um, to find Dragonglass. That's his main thing right yeah. now is because he knows that this is the only thing that can kill them that or Valerian Steel, which I guess there's not a really shitload of that. They didn't really bring up a lot of that. His main focus was the Dragonglass. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's what's going on with them. He's uh, also trying to understand what it's like being a king now because yeah. he's still unused to it. He didn't really want this title of the King of the North. But, you know, everyone really trusts him. So they're like, okay, we really, you've been doing so well. We want you to be the guy. So probably doing a lot. Oh, yeah, they declared him king of the north. Yeah. And it was good. It was good they did that because, you know, John is, I guess, he's the one who's been fucking fighting in the mud. Yeah. You know, he's been down in the dirt doing all the grunt work with the grunts. And I I don't like that. Peter Baelish is going to try to convince or is trying to convince Sansa to be queen because she hasn't done anything. I, I hate no. Sansa, by the way. I hate her as a character. Yeah. She does nothing. She has not done anything. You just you just watched her get beat up and for raped. six seasons. You've seen her get raped, beaten, and 
yeah, that's it. Arya well, she, at least knows she, how to fight. She didn't really kill Ramsay. She like well, she released the dogs on. Yeah, him. yeah. So him. I mean, she killed him theoretically, and I think that was the point of letting him live. I, I thought it would have been more brutal if she like just stabbed him in the fucking throat or something. But. No, it's cool that he was killed by his own dogs. Yeah. No, that was good because yeah. he's used those dogs to hurt others so much, and it, I think that was a good way yeah. to to kill him off. Um, but There's I also uh, well, go ahead. No, I just don't like her as a character. I think she's she's pointless. There hasn't been any real development besides she's just getting bitter. She's getting bitter and angry. That's it. So maybe that's going to be a way to – maybe her bitterness and anger is going to be a way to turn her evil. Maybe she's going to become a bad guy. I don't know. I'll hate her even more if she does that. But uh, I don't like her as a character in, in the books as well as – I've only read books one through – No, I haven't read the books. You've read the books. So. I've read one through three. I'm working on four right now. It's really boring, but I'm working through it. She doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I don't like her her character at all. I don't I don't really think they should have ever followed her. But whatever. That's just me. Yeah. So then you know, obviously there's uh, new shots of um, Cersei. Uh, she is having a uh, uh, the whole entire. What would you say? The whole entire. She's having some kingdoms like some, painted. Yeah, she's having some courtyard painted with. Because she wants a map. to. Yeah, she wants to kind of feel like I rule all this and. You can hear, you can tell that her and Jamie are having a, like they're conflicted a little bit because he's still kind of like a little bit iffy about her position and doesn't really understand like that, that she's the right person to be in control of everything. Yeah, now. he he knows that there's something off. She's like, I'm. She's still, lost all of her kids. Yeah. So she's like, I'm I'm the ruler of the seven kingdoms. So it's like, well, three technically. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. Yeah, so I thought that was uh, it was funny. We also get um, is it Arion? Euron. Euron Greyjoy tries to form an alliance with her through marriage through marriage so um yeah and then when she refuses him he's like all right that's fine you're a queen and if i want your hand i must present you a gift i don't know what he's implying he's probably going to capture someone i think he's going to go to dragonstone and get daenerys how is he going to do that i don't know he's going to figure it out somehow because like i mean him going to the north to kill john that's typical he might get sansa which would be cool maybe they'll kill off sansa because i don't fucking care about sansa yeah um so we have Sam Samwell. Samwell is in the uh, yeah Citadel. He's, he's in the Citadel. Uh, he finds out later cleaning up shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's basically a grunt, and he cleans up shit and and feeds the sick. And yeah, it's disgusting. Um, he pretty much he eventually gets into the restricted area of the Maester's Library, and he finds out that there is a shit ton of dragon's glass in Dragonstone. And so I take it, and then he's like, "I'm gonna write a letter to John, let him know." So obviously. That's going to lead John to go to Dragonstone yes. and he's going to get with Daenerys because I'm disgusting. Um, and then you just he's see he's also da- trying to get used to this position at the Citadel because he's never really been in that kind of he he, he worked as an uh, at the Night's Watch. But still, it was just like he's doing more grunt work, it seems like, yeah. at the Citadel. And uh, he's doing his uh, his uh, what's the word? His prospecting work. Yeah. He's going to do all the shit work before he's... Gilly, Gilly's yeah. staying with him there, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Are they, like, together together? Or they yeah. Still, they yeah, are. they fucked in season five. I and, remember that, but it was yeah. funny, though, because... They're basically She was just riding him. He's just not doing anything. He's like, oh, how, oh, how am I? And <laughs> the classic God. Sam catchphrase, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, that's 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 what's going on with that. And then we... Arya is on her way to King's Landing yep. to uh, kill Cersei. She runs into Ed Sharon. Shireen, how do you say his name? The singer? Shireen? Shireen, Sharon, Ed the sure. Ginger, who sings really well, and all you fucking normies like him. Um. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I originally thought she was heading back 
to uh, Winterfell. Winterfell. Yeah, she talked about that. She's like, now she's going to in season six. Run. She's like, I'm going home. And now she's heading over to Kingsland. Yeah, that kind of maybe because she's getting drunk with the power that she can actually kill people and not get and caught. She's wearing the faces. Yeah, of, you know. So she's gonna probably infiltrate. Dude, do you think she's gonna kill Jamie, and then take his face, and then kill? Cersei? Oh, that'd be crazy. That'd be fucking awesome. That'd be insane. Because she would think that she was killed by her own brother, and then he fucking rips the mask off, and it's Arya. That'd be insane. I mean, a lot of people, their favorite character is Arya because she's just become such a badass since the first season. She's she can take care of herself. She's been by herself for fucking a long time, and I didn't even get to cover the stuff uh, with the Hound yet either. Um, yeah, well, so wrap up what Daenerys did because this is really quick. Daenerys just gets to Dragonstone, and the episode ends with her saying, "Shall we begin?" And then we're uh, actually um, who was who was there before her? Stannis. Stannis was there. Yeah, he took over, and like now that he's dead, and, and yeah, he's people. he's gone. So, uh, yeah, so I guess the last character who we're following now they recapped on was um yeah the hound yeah and he's hanging he's rolling with um i don't see anything fire, dumb cunt. <laughs> yeah i don't see any anything in the flames you dumb cunts he's rolling with beric dundarian and what are they called the brotherhood of without banners something like but that, not the yeah. brave companions brave companions Fire worshippers. Yeah. So. yeah uh he's rolling with the brotherhood and uh you know they're basically uh rob a bunch of robin hoods yeah, that's a, that's a basically what they are. Um, what's gonna happen with them? I don't know. I'm hoping that down the line, uh, the Hound is gonna kill the Mountain. I think there needs to be a showdown between the Mountain. Yeah, and the but hound. well, I mean, it's his brother. Yeah. Right? So there's it's gonna have to happen. But he's he's actually saw something. And this is the thing we didn't get to see what he saw. I thought we would see some kind of like. Weird... Well, he talked about it. He, he talked about. He saw it. a wall. He saw ice. He saw thousands of undead. Yeah. So he sees it happening. Yeah. And, you know, so then they're like, believe us now because you doubted what we could do before and, and whatnot. So I now as far as the whole episode goes for the first episode of the season to kick it off, what did you think of the episode? That's OK. So what what, what what nice hook? It was a, there was a nice hook, but the rest of it was just kind of like, uh, now let's see what our friends are up to. And everyone's just kind of walking around and doing nothing. And just kind of like, all right, more so more said, talk about what's going to happen instead of what should be happening right now. Like I said, it's just more setup, And I, it's the first episode. I can't shit on the season for watching the first episode. But if I – okay, first of all, I hated season six. I hated it because it was boring. Me too. And I hated it. It was it – was, the, the first episode was – like it was okay. It was good when – I remember watching it, loving it because I just – I've been looking forward to it for a year. Um. And then the last two episodes were great. Yeah, uh, Battle of the Bastards was great. The last episode's great of season six. Uh, this, like I said, had a good hook. Arya killing all the phrase. Um, it's kind of like tying the loose ends. Yeah, to that. yeah. And the rest was just you know, like I said, Daenerys. She's showing up, and then another setup line. Shall we begin? I was like, oh, I mean, okay. I guess now she needs to start formulating a plan now that she's at Dragonstone, now that she has it. So I can't shut on it completely. It's kind of like it was just kind of boring. I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of boring and like it just not a lot happened. Just a lot of kind of everyone just talking about what happened in last season and just kind of like, and this is what we're going to do now. So, so you're, you're, are you saying that that whole scene with area and uh, those soldiers, that was a, that was stupid. That whole scene should have just been kind of scrapped. Yeah. Like well, no apparently, um, According, I talked to someone about this, and apparently Ed Sheeran, she, Arya, Maisie Williams loves yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And so she's like, I really want him in this. I want him in this. And so that was just her way of like being like, hey, I love you. I got you in the show. Yeah. It was yeah. just a cameo. It was a fun little cameo. Um, 
I guess if I was a fan of Ed Sheeran, I'd like that. But you know, I don't know who the fuck this is. Dude. He's a he's a, like a pop singer, and he's good. He's I don't listen to him, but he's good. Well, he's got he a nice big voice. The voice or something like that. I don't or? know. Oh, I, I I don't do my research. Yeah, so you were kind of whoever knows who he is, leave in the comments below what you think <laughs> about him. So you were um saying that you were kind of eh about the episode. Yeah, I mean, you know, if 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 the rest of the season is like this, where it's just kind of people like just moping around and talking yeah, about yeah. what they're gonna do, then if they don't do anything, I want things to happen. I, I'm done with everyone talking and about what they want to do. I want things to actually. I want to see them do what they're what they've been talking about doing for the past mm-hmm. three or four fucking seasons. And you just uh, want to see this big fight. I want this big fight. Well, happen. it's not that I want the showdown. I just want things to start. You know, we're, we're getting close to the end, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's now no more setup to a degree. There obviously is going to still be some setup. We can't wrap up everything in the season because there's going to be a season eight, but start having some payoff just a little bit, just mm-hmm. a little bit of payoff here and there, you know, throughout the season. Obviously we're not going to wrap up everything. Like I said, but just enough. Oh, we didn't actually talk about, uh, God, you know, I love this show, but some of the names I butcher. But um, Daenerys' side guy who is growing the has the scale. Oh, oh yeah, Jorah's in it. Jorah, like, yeah, yeah, he's at the I Citadel. He's in Old Town. Yeah, Jorah yeah. Mormont. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's at the Citadel. So he's actually looking like he's just and his worse. arms fucked up. So he's he's probably gonna die. You think he's there trying to still find a cure? Uh, I. Th- Think, well, I think what happened was he probably went there because the maesters have a cure for almost everything. And they were like, yeah. And they fucking quarantined him. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Um, he's, there's probably, since he's at the Citadel with Sam, there's probably going to be some exchange between them. Yeah, because I don't. Uh, I, I can't really go into like theory about what I yeah. think is going to happen next in great detail. I can, I can tell you what I think is going to happen overall by the end of this entire show and the books. Well, um, really quickly, though. Um, do you think uh, that this season will be if if you had to predict like what do you think is going to happen or what do you do you feel like this hopefully this season will be better than the last season? I you know, I can't I don't know what'll happen in this specific season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can't tell you what I think is going to happen. We're going to have a big we're something's going to big yeah. going to happen. But so, something big is going to happen, but like I said, in terms of what I think is going to happen by the end of this, so I think Daenerys might die. Mm-hmm. I think she might die, and I think that John is going to end up taking the Iron Throne, or she's going to take the Iron Throne, and he's going to say, "Leave me the North." That's all I'm going to ask, and she'll go fine. They'll work it out somehow. They'll, they'll fight the White Walkers together, and then because you know they'll work it out. Do you think they will find out that they're related? I don't know because Game of Thrones. If you read the books, Game of Thrones the has only a way person of, that knows is Bran. Yeah. Right? Okay. Game of Thrones has a way of, in the books at least, of not. You know how in the soap operas. There's a big secret at the beginning of the season and at the end of the season, everyone knows it. Well, okay, did you watch? Did you watch Sons of Anarchy? It's a fucking soap opera on motorcycle. Okay, there's a secret, right? Room, room. There's always a secret in the beginning, and then at the end of the season, everyone knows the secret. Game of Thrones doesn't do that, and so I will take an educated guess and say no. Mm -hmm. But if they do, I won't be surprised. But knowing Game of Thrones and how it works, they will not find out they're related. Maybe. Um, they might, maybe they'll have sex first they'll, oh and they'll God. have kids and then Bran will you go, so uh, right no, now, no, dude. no. I'm saying they're probably going to hook up and okay. then Bran will go, Oh, you know, that's do your, that. You know, that's your aunt. Right. And he'll go, Oh, <laughs> you know, nothing. Jon Snow. No, he'll be like Keanu. Like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> she's like my sister. No, she's your aunt. Well, <laughs> so that's everything that I, kind of remembered from the episode is there anything i forgot or uh 
I mean, uh, I won't try to go into great detail because it's just it's, like I said, the episode's boring, and like an we'll hour. talk about we'll talk about the whole season when it's over. But in terms of my theory, yeah, I think John's gonna probably rule the North and or the Iron Throne if Daenerys dies. Uh, Mountain is gonna be killed by Hound. I think Jamie's gonna kill Cersei, and the reason I say that is because he Arya? killed. No, well, he killed the Mad King, right? And so I think that there's gonna be another thing where he's gonna kill her again because she we already kind of see a trend of she's going to end up probably being somewhat like the mad king not where she's completely deranged but where she's just like i hate everyone i hate everything burn them all and he's going to go no no it's happening again and so somehow to protect the seven kingdoms he's going to kill her and then maybe he'll watch this alliance with gray joy too probably is like unsettling him yeah i don't i don't really know i haven't gotten that far in the books yet to see what's going to happen with gray joy and all them so i really i can't tell you what gonna happen with that um well, let's I, just hope this is a good season yeah. because i'm gonna say right now like i love walking dead last season was garbage oh i i stopped watching it for yeah, i know i know i know but I, I i i've been, I've been a diehard walking dead fan not because of the show but i love the comic books and th- this season sucked so hopefully ne- next season's gonna be better but um yeah no i mean i like the episode and um i'm gonna watch it all the way through of course yeah, yeah so will i so yeah, I mean that's that covers it. I think for for this episode, what do you think? Yeah, so we're like we're almost an hour and a half. It's a, it's a lot longer than the last one. Yeah, well, anyways, folks, uh, once again, uh, if you haven't seen Planet of the Apes yet, uh, go see it. Uh, if you're not a Game of Thrones fan, go catch up. Oh, and I got a, a shout out here. I'd like to shout out to my buddies and their podcast, Hops and Monsters. Hops and uh, Monsters, hell yeah! They are ex Tempest an- bass player Ben Shackleford. <laughs> Woo! They are a very awesome uh, podcast here in Sonoma County. Mostly they cover a lot of the same stuff we do, but they also talk about like uh, old school horror movies and whatnot. So if you are into that kind of shit and like to hear two nerds just like us talk about some stupid ass stuff, check them out on SoundCloud. They are called Hops and Monsters and they're also on Facebook. And yeah, they're great guys. Anyways, folks, once again, this is the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Jason. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Good evening.